Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, November 1st. Holy shit, 2021. I'm Broadway <laughs> Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. It's weird. It's like November already. Uh, it's so weird. Ooh, so weird. I believe that. I know. Well, we had so much stuff to ease you into this new month of the podcast feeds over the weekend. The first thing that came out was my next special episode with uh, theater artist or theater journalist and author Barry Singer on the updated edition of his classic, uh, I guess, um, oral history musical theater book called Ever After. He originally released it in 2004 and chronicled everything up until like before the 2003 season. Then he had just started working on a new update to it when everything shut down. So he chronicled everything from the 2003 season, which included Wicked and uh, Avenue Q, of course, up until the start of the pandemic. And he talked with everybody from Tommy Schumacher to Rachel Chavkin to Laura Benanti to Jeffrey Seller and everybody in between for the book. It's a really, really fantastic nice. uh, collection of stories about... The first part is, you know, the, the the stuff that he did in the 15 years prior to the first publication and then everything since then. So it's a great look at the past 40 years of the American musical theater from the folks that uh, that made it and were there. So I highly recommend getting that for either yourself or somebody for a holiday gift. Then uh, Jenna Tessa Fox had her latest episode of Spotlight in which she interviewed the artistic director for the Gingle Theatrical Group, David Stoller, about their new production of George Bernard Shaw's uh, Mrs. Warren's Profession, starring um, two of my absolute faves, despite the fact that... um, it, it you know gets a lot of flack everywhere. Robert Cuccioli is in it, and I still remember seeing him in the original mm-hmm. production of Jekyll and Hyde. And Confrontation is still it's a good and uh, it's so good. And I I still remember sitting. I think I was in the front row, and I was just like, "That's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen." The show, Aww. I can take nah, it. Not so much, but, yeah, but Confrontation. Cooch's yeah. <laughs> Cooch's Confrontation was amazing. Also in that production is uh, Karen Ziemba, who is obviously oh. one of the absolute bests of all time. Obviously. Uh, Tony winner Karen Ziemba. Then on Sundays this week on Broadway, the crew talked about Dana H. Uh, is this a room? Caroline or Change? Lackawanna Blues? And so much more. Um, so check Abby. out uh, Yeah, so check out all of those things and all of those shows. I will be saying in the next week by, you know, the, not this coming week, but the following week, yeah. my first week in New York, uh, I will be seeing all four of those. So we will talk about that later. But Ashley, don't forget that if you want to hear all of this great content before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio. All right, let's get into the news and let's start talking today about young Professor Xavier himself, James <laughs> McAvoy. Back in the spring of 2020, the Irish star of stage and screen had been scheduled to reprise his performance in Jamie Lloyd's production of Cyrano de Bergerac at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. However, you know, nothing happened on stage in the spring of 2020. So McAvoy and Lloyd will now bring the Olivier winning revival to BAM in 2022 from April 5th through May 22nd. The show will have multiple runs across the pond before it comes to Brooklyn, first at the Harold Pinter Theatre in London's West End from February 3rd through March 12th, then in Ireland at the Theatre Royal Glasgow from March 18th through uh, the 26th. Glasgow just happens to be McAvoy's hometown, so a nice little homecoming for him Mm -hmm. there. The show was adapted from the uh, original French by Martin Crimp and co-stars um, British stage star Evelyn Miller as Roxanne. Ashley, between Roxanne. 
Yeah, don't you have to put on that red light. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> between the Peter Dinklage movie musical and James McAvoy's band yeah. version, yeah. I feel like we're in a little bit of a Renaissance. Renaissance. I like that. I don't, I'm not sure on the pronunciation how I want to go with that. Renaissance. yeah. Renaissance. I think I like that one. Um, I'm kind of meh about it, maybe yeah. because I've seen, I saw the Peter Dinklage musical version off Broadway and really was underwhelmed, but people say yeah. the movie's amazing. That's what I was going to say. I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about the movie. And, you know, remembering that you weren't a fan of the musical version, essentially everyone that's like has seen both, you know, there's the Venn diagram of listens to this and has also seen the movie. They're like, Matt's going to like the movie it's like wow That's, okay here yeah. we go the music the, the national the guys from the national who wrote the score was it, it, yeah. it that was not my thing it was just droning doesn't on doesn't seem and on. like your area yeah yeah i mean like i'm uh, i mean look I, area. <laughs> yeah it was very much they are the apparently the rock version of kit and yorkie See? but um yeah not my thing but i'm i'm excited about this i've seen some of the production stills from james mcavoy's previous run in cyrano mm-hmm. he's got like this bald head it looks you know very stark very jamie lloyd um mm-hmm. so i'm all for it i mean i jamie or, um jamie's a great director and james is a great actor yeah. Um, yeah. i loved james in that movie in that m night Shyamalan movie with betty buckley called split and anya split, taylor yeah. joy mm-hmm. so so good um i mean i loved him in a lot of things but like he looked like his character with the with the shaved head um so we'll see i, I i'm not 100 percent sure what to think about all of this cyrano stuff maybe maybe steve martin is gonna lot. bring it back roxanne to the stage who yeah. knows <laughs> but uh, but we will see yeah i'm cyrano's not my favorite but i've got a big old james mcavoy crush so i'm okay with it and also like correct me if i'm wrong you're the one who has a crush okay. on him He's a pretty person, which kind of defeats the person, person of Cyrano. And in the production stills from the previous London version, like, he's just pretty James McAvoy with a shaved mm-hmm. head. So that's I don't know what that's all about. I mean, like, I don't know if they're doing, like, a violet thing where you're supposed to imagine the hideously deforming scar on her face. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't know. But it's a, it's an interesting thing. But nonetheless, a classic show with a, a really top-notch team. All right, moving on. In other news, last week, BroadwayNews.com released an update on the New York City Musical and Theatrical Tax Credit Program. Since it launched in July, the program has approved 20 productions for credits that can be used to cover costs in the three months before the first public performance. Productions can receive up to $3 million to put towards set design and construction, salaries and payroll up to 200 k per week, production costs, crew costs, and up to 50% of advertising costs in New York. Now, The problem seems to be that even though the program has a total allotment of $100 million, most productions can't use the credit while the show is running. Oh, my God. And since most shows are LLCs, the investors are actually the ones that get to use the tax credit on their taxes rather than the productions using them themselves. Productions (sighs) would need to restructure and not be LLCs to get the credit, which is highly unlikely. And that's just not how commercial theater works. They're all set up as individual LLCs. Businesses in general. work. Yeah, exactly. I have an LLC for all of my, my freelance work. I have an LLC, BWW Matt creative. If you want to uh, hire me to do something, 
Anyway, actually, we've talked about in the past, I think you and I, and I know James and I have, but we've talked about these tax mm-hmm. credits that touring productions get for doing their rehearsal periods and their tech in upstate New York and your part of the, the, the state. And those seem to be highly effective. They seem to really be doing a great job of attracting shows to do their out-of-town stuff in Buffalo and Poughkeepsie and all of that stuff. But it is kind of annoying to see that even though I generally believe that former Governor Cuomo, Cuomo who announced this and everybody who worked on it was trying to do a good thing for the theatrical community in New York City, it just seems like they screwed the pooch sure. on the execution by yeah. not actually talking to people about how this would actually be implemented. Yeah, it's a good intentions kind of situation. And you m- mentioning upstate, I mean, the whole purpose of all those tax credits are so the productions can use them as they're happening or about to happen. Right. And I mean, there's no point to this if that's not the case, if only the investors are going to get in and if the shows, you know, they can't use them while the shows are running. Like, we're witnessing, unfortunately, this period right now where shows are opening and having, you know, in the case of like Dana H and Is This a Room, to have to close pretty quickly because people are not coming in, people aren't filling the seats. Uh, and tax credits are needed in those purposes. So they're not losing massive amounts of money. And obviously, that's not Broadway specific or even Broadway centric. That's any theater up here at this point. Yeah. Um, but like, Shows are going to lose massive amounts of money if they're not obviously getting people into seats, but also not having this kind of a a safety net situation. It doesn't make sense for them to not be able to use it as the show is running. Yeah. And when we talked about the closings of Dana H and Is This a Room, the producers actually said in a statement like, look, we are building an audience. The audience is increasing every week, the word of mouth. But because tourism is still so bad in New York City and people are waiting so long to buy tickets that they can't build up a reserve to be able to count on in the future, that's why it's such a problem. And so the fact that they're not able to get like the, you know, Dana H and Is This a Room isn't able to get like that shuttered venues grant or whatever it was one of the grants because they weren't running when things shut down and they aren't able to use this they can use this in pre-pro before they actually start performances but you know for something that's you know a fairly small production like dana h and is this a room they might not need as much of that up front so it doesn't actually do a whole lot when the show is running it's just kind of a mess and again there are all these stipulations to things to keep shows like that running and then none of the shows that need it qualify for it yeah it's really really a shame but hope i mean I'm glad this is there because somebody's going to get to use it. Someone needs it. Yeah. And and, uh, hopefully this goes more towards the productions in the future rather than just, you know, the the pockets of the people who are wealthy enough that don't need this tax credit and already have, you know, millions of dollars of tax credits from the certain (laughs) part of the government who likes to give them them. Tale as old as time. Yeah. All right, uh, Ashley, let's talk about another tale as old as time as we visit with our sponsor for this week. Today, ticks. Yes. So, everybody who listens to this knows how seriously I take my scheduling of shows. It's I talk true. You often. should see this spreadsheet. <laughs> I've had I've had listeners email and ask to see the spreadsheet see. for future reference. I'm happy to share it. Um, but one of the things that I love to do while I'm going through this is figure out what the cheapest ways that I can get show tickets are. And today ticks is always a part of that equation. I have multiple tickets for my trip coming up here in less than a week that I've gotten from today ticks. It is a one-stop shop for theater tickets. You get the best value on tickets. You can find seriously cheap tickets. There's a whole 
tab on Today Ticks that you can get Broadway and off-Broadway shows for under 50 bucks. Getting tickets this way is the easiest way possible. You just go to the Today Ticks app and you can get tickets in 30 seconds or less and you can pick up the tickets so super easily it's really fantastic i'm really happy to have today ticks as a sponsor because i've been using today ticks for so long at this point before i was a theater professional i was obviously a theater fan first and i mean even now regardless of me getting comps or whatever there are certainly shows that i want to see over and over again and I always use Today Ticks for it because they're so cheap. I get like $40 tickets. I was using it a lot like when I used to see something rotten like every day of the, my <laughs> life. <laughs> like Today Ticks was here for me to fuel that obsession. I'm so happy. And like, you know, like you said, you can book tickets no matter where you are. You can pick them up. You book tickets months in advance, even day of if you're feeling spontaneous. And like I said, when I was seeing, ticket, seeing something rotten every day, I was using that to just see shows on a whim. Better Today Ticks gives you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited mm-hmm. time offers, digital lottery programs. Uh, they offer day of discounted tickets. And it doesn't matter if you're in, you're in New York. It isn't just for Broadway. It's for the London's West End. You can find tickets for cities across the country, around the world. That's Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. So everybody, if you need to see that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much, do it with Today Ticks. Go to todayticks.com slash Broadway Radio and use promo code Broadway Radio to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway Radio at todayticks.com slash Broadway Radio for $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time in case you forgot what we just said for 15 (laughs) seconds or you need to write it down. Todaytix.com slash Broadway Radio and then use promo code Broadway Radio. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news. And unfortunately, we do have to start with a little bit of sad news. Not super Mm -hmm. sad, but disappointing news um, for one of the shows that I'm actually going to be seeing in my uh, trip north. Yeah. Um, Two-time Tony winner Judith Ivey has unfortunately had to depart the off-Broadway production of Mornings at 7, which morning apostrophe S at 7, because she actually tore a tendon uh, in her leg, unfortunately. So um, the official opening night, which had been scheduled for this week uh, on November 4th has been pushed back to November 15th and Nancy Ringham who has been on Broadway and Follies and the Will Mm, Rogers Follies Mm -hmm. she will take over um, Judith Ivey's role uh, in that uh, that performance Um, and the show is still scheduled to run through January 9th. I am scheduled yeah, to see good. that show on, let's see, when that's is that? That's the spreadsheet. Yep, on the 10th. So it'll oh, actually, that's actually in the lead up to the new opening. So I will be seeing that. Um, nice. Yeah, in between the original opening and the new opening. All right, so I put this in here because we're also going to talk about the rest of the openings for this week. Mornings at 7 was supposed to open this week. It is not. But tomorrow, Tuesday, November 2nd, over at the Longacre Theater, Diana, Mm. the musical is how it's listed on IBDB, not a colon, so throwing me off with a comma. Diana, the musical will be resuming performances. It, of course, had its very first preview on March 2nd of 2020, but it is back now 
having already been uh, able to stream on Netflix for the past month. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenna DeWall plays Princess Diana. Uh, Roy Hartramp plays Prince Charles. Aaron Davies, Camilla Parker Bowles. Judy Kay as Queen Elizabeth. Zach Atkins as Andrew Parker Bowles and more. Uh, and there are obviously tons of other folks. This is uh, written by Joe DiPietro and David Bryan and directed by Christopher Ashley and choreographed by Kelly Devine. Next up on Wednesday, November 3rd, we have the off-Broadway opening of Manhattan Theater Club's production of Morning Sun by Simon Stevens. Seeing that and, later this month. Oh, are you? Great. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. directed by Lila Neugebauer and features just a, I mean, a figurative murderer's row in terms of three actresses, Tony winner Blair Brown, Emmy winner Edie Falco, and the most undersung uh, performer of our time, Marin Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, a show about mothers and daughters um, and all of that good stuff that Manhattan Theatre Club audiences eat up. You can see this on stage at the uh, New York City Center. and just had a just had an extension as well. So I think yep. it's playing into December currently. December now, yeah, like yeah. December 4th or 5th, I think. Yep. Um, Wednesday, November 3rd is also the first Broadway preview for the second stage production of Lynn Nottage's Clydes that will begin performances at the Helen Hayes Theater. I'm not calling it the Hayes Theater. I will not take it's Helen's name the out Helen of that. Hayes. Yeah, it is directed by Kate Wariski and stars the two-time, two-time Emmy Award winner Uzo Aduba. Emmy winner, he might have two. I think he has two as well. Ron Cephas Jones. I think... Uh, I think he does. I Maybe. think he's got two. I think he's got two Emmys. Um, either way, he's got at least one because him and his daughter Jasmine both won Emmys in the same year. But I think he's got two. Um, anyway, just to throw this out there, uh, Ashley, I might mm. be having an interview after I see this show with someone who I know is a two-time Emmy winner oh, who might yeah? be the above the title star of this show. Knock on oh. wood that uh, actually happens, but I'm supposed to see the show and then talk to said former person who was on Orange is the New Black and in <gasps> Forum Boy on Broadway. But, and in Godspell on Broadway as well. So if you can figure <laughs> out who I'm talking about. Um, anyway, mm. that, of course, is uh, is playing uh, at the Helen Hayes Theater through uh, the early January, actually January 16th. But be careful when you are booking tickets. There are a couple weekends, uh, one weekend in November and uh, when Uzo Aduba is not going to be there and one weekend in December when Ron isn't there. So check the, mm. uh, the asterisks on the second stage calendar. Next up on Thursday, November 4th, Flying Over Sunset, the LSD musical, is finally going to begin performances <laughs> on Broadway. Is that a that's, <laughs> that's, that's an aside. That's a Matt Tamanini aside. Um, this show features a book by the great and the good James Lapine, music by Tom yes. Kitt, and lyrics, and lyrics by Michael Corey, who might as well be Brian Yorkie, as far as Stop. I'm concerned. Um, it is direct, although I will give him credit. Uh, I don't love Grey Gardens, but it is much more interesting oh than most. God, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's directed by James Lapine as well. And there's been some cast changes since the previously announced version that was supposed to come to Broadway in 2020. But still leading the production are Carmen Cusack, uh, Harry Hayden Patton, Tony Yazbek. Uh, and more 
Very, very interesting group there. I have no idea what the show is going to be. Me but neither, but I'm psyched. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait. Barry Singer and I, in my interview that I talked about at the beginning of the show, he talked about having tickets to go see this and being very interested as to what the hell this thing is going yeah, to be. Yeah, that... Um, and then on Friday, we have two things. The first on Broadway, the reopening of the Book of Mormon over at Eugene O'Neill Theater. Of course, we talked last week about the changes that are apparently happening here. I think that was Grace and I that talked about these. Um, a lot of stuff with Nabalungi, um, you know, her giving, being given a lot more agency. Some of the jokes about mm, the unsophistication mm-hmm. of her and the rest of uh, the Ugandans have been changed. So we will see if it's just a drop in the bucket. Or was that you and me, Ashley? I think that... I don't remember. I think who th- it was you, and I remember talking about it. So I okay. couldn't remember if it was Grace and I or who knows? you and I at this who knows? point. It's all goes uh, together. We're all but, the same. Yeah, but I'm interested to hear the reports about this to uh, see what that same. actually looks like. Then also on Friday, off Broadway, the Atlantic Theater Company show that I have tickets to. I actually bought a mini subscription to the Atlantic Theater Company so I could make sure oh, that I yeah. got tickets to see David Lindsay Abair and Janine Tesori's musical version of Kimberly Akimbo, which of course was originally a play by Lindsay Abair. This is directed by Jessica Stone and choreographed by Danny Mefford and has an amazing cast, including Stephen Boyer, Victoria Clark, Bonnie mm. Milligan, Ali Mozzie, yes. and more. Very, very excited uh, to see this one uh, off-Broadway. Um, I love Atlantic Theater Company. It's a great space for them. a show, yeah. too. I saw Pasek and Paul's James and the Giant Peach there, which was like a Ooh, kid's show. Yeah. But it was really super well done. I really love that theater. This one is um, currently scheduled to run through um, uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas, if you want to uh, check that one out. Atlantic Theater Company and New York Theater Workshop are probably my two favorite off-Broadway companies at this you point. Thro- you throw Ars Nova in there for me, and I oh, think those are my definitely. favorites as well. For sure. Yeah, top yeah. three easily. And then finally, on Sunday, November 7th, um, the Red Bull Theater Company will begin uh, preview performances for their... Uh, I don't know. It's not technically... A, it's an adaption of the 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 play The Alchemist. Um, mm. it, it, Jeffrey Hatcher adapted Ben Johnson's play. It is directed by Jesse Berger, and um, really looking forward to uh, hearing about this one. Red Bull always puts on really interesting yeah. um, productions and and adaptations of classic works. Um, this one has a, uh, a a really interesting cast: Tony nominated actor Manuel Felciano and Reg Rogers. Um, as well mm-hmm. as Jennifer Sanchez and Carson Elrod and more. Really cool company. So uh, looking forward to hearing all about that one. I have two notes. Yes. One, you were correct on Ron Cephas Jones. He has two uh, outstanding guest actor in a drama series. For This Emmys, Is Us. For This Is Us. And you forgot a show on November the 2nd. And I'm very ashamed of you for it. Because of all the pomp and circumstance that it took to get these damn tickets scheduled. Son of a bitch. Did I really forget this? <laughs> Assassins, baby, at Classic <sighs> Stage Company. So well, it's November 2nd, and I will be there. Do you want me to tell you why I didn't mention it? Uh, I, I would assume because of your scheduling, but... No, because the whole damn thing is sold out. I went on... I mean, oh, I've yeah, got yeah. I've got tickets. I went to look just to see how it was going. 
every single performance is sold out. Yeah, it is so. booked. They do have a lottery, though. They have a $15 digital lottery. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That is available through Today Ticks, our sponsor. Nice. Very good. I might also have a vi- one ticket available for Friday, November 12th, if anybody's interested, mm-hmm. because the person, who supposed to, the, the person who was supposed to go with me and Grace, because Grace and I are going uh, that night, my third ticket might have to fly back to California early. So uh, If I was not preoccupied on Fridays, <laughs> I would obviously take you up on that to see it I'm again. I'm sure you would. I'm sure oh, you would. So my apologies. My apologies. Much better. (laughs) All right. Some more feel-good recommendation stuff here real quick. Um, The way too handsome Jeremy Jordan and Mm. the the Ronettes. Is that what they're called? The the three singers from A Little Shop of Horrors. They performed a little bit of a medley on The View on Friday as part of their Halloween spectacular. Um, That was Jeremy Jordan, Salome Smith, Avina Sawyer, and Joy Woods. And then... That is a feel-good thing you've already seen. If you happen to be a fan of Spring Awakening, I would keep your Mm -hmm. eyes peeled Mm -hmm. today. Um, A number of folks from the original Broadway company of Spring Awakening have been posting a, a very cropped image that looks like it's from the original poster slash um, uh, album and saying like Chris I'm looking at Crystal Rodriguez right now who is in the original production a Halloween treat for you tomorrow all shall know the wonder I'm just saying that I do not have anything currently scheduled for Monday, Mm, November 15th (laughs) I have nothing scheduled for Monday, November 15th so if said original Broadway company of Spring Awakening would like to do something on that date. I don't know. Maybe at the town hall. I would be willing to purchase tickets, assuming they aren't ridiculously priced and I can get them because I have a feeling if they were to do something on Monday, November 15th at the town hall, (laughs) tickets would go very, very, very quickly. I will be at a different theater that night, okay. so I cannot try. I will be seeing company, but you know, yes, on November fifteenth, that town hall, I some, something may or may not be happening there, and I'm rooting for anyone who wants tickets. Yeah, I'm seeing company the next night. So yeah, Robbie, you are with Robbie, 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 and I are seeing it on Tuesday. So anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. All right, everybody. One week to go before I am in the NYC. Just, just call me the star to be Millie Dillmount, who are both, <laughs> both Sutton Foster characters, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I will be there in less than a week. Very excited about it. Don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I will be doing something talking about a lot of the shows that I see. Um Depending on, you know, embargoes and stuff and whether I purchase tickets for it or not. But sure. I will be uh, doing some sort of reviews for these. I don't know if I'll do them by myself, individually, in a group, with James, yeah, with you guys. I don't know. Stuff. Yeah. But we'll figure it out, and those will be over on Patreon first. So, have a wonderful Monday, have a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.